0: one good evening and happy new year this is the first of many podcasts for this year for 2022 we had a bit of a break uh over the holidays and we are reuniting once again with our family member our best mate and someone we absolutely love leon happy new year how are you
1: Thank you. Happy New Year to you guys too. I wish it was under better circumstances for you guys because you guys didn't exactly celebrate New Year's the best possible way you could, unfortunately. No, but That's a story for another day.
0: (laughs) That is a story for another day. All right, so for the first of many in 2022, the topic I have chosen for us to do, and I know it's kind of repeated, but it's a lot of fun,
1: today we're doing so this is what i've got what day what day day is the normal recycling day for you guys
2: Uh, Uh, whenever basically they take our stuff that's that's i don't even know that's the thing i put it in the bin someone else takes it away
0: so (laughs) this is what i've got from my research harry and megan stood down as senior working royals in 2019 and the tabloids dubbed it megxit Harry and Meghan left due to, quote, racism and bullying towards Meghan. They wanted a quiet life but chose, they chose to remain in the spotlight in America. First question is, could Meghan or Harry have the same impact that they have had without their royal titles?
1: Leon, do you want to
2: answer this question
1: first? Um, Well, like, well, obviously they've given up their titles, obviously, but I think there's some people in the media, that are still going to hound... Uh, they're still going to hound uh, Meghan and also Harry, but I know Harry's been wanting to get out of that spotlight ever since Diana died. Because I remember his reaction to it; he was furious that the media hounded him into the hounded hounded Diana into the ground. Unfortunately, and now they're doing the same for an American woman. Unfortunately, uh, with the and I'm assuming he's thinking that you know the media are going to do the same to Meghan is what the British tabloids did to Diana. And that's what I'm worried about. You know, if it actually happens, that would be so, that'd be a sad story.
2: Um, I, see, think- I, I don't think they've really given them up. Not really. I mean, like, I think they've told the queen, Hey, we're giving them up, but um, they still want to be known. Uh, like Harry still wants to be known as a prince, um, even though it's not under an HRH title. Um, and uh, Meghan still wants to be known as the Duchess of Sussex. So they're not really giving up many titles here. I mean, that they, they're still still wanting to hold on to their royal title. So I question, like, I, I, we all know that Meghan's um, a star and that um, she's made her way in Hollywood and stuff like that. But I question if she was to go, go and start up her own charity would it be as successful um, with her just doing it under her own name, not as a a royal or ex-royal, but just her under her own name? Um, And would Harry, if he was strict of all um, titles that the royals had given him, even if he was born into a royal family, if he was just some um, Joe blow off the street, would anyone really take him seriously? And that's the, that's, that's a real question because it's like, well, apart from you being related to the queen, of course, and because, and the course of you being related to your brother, who's most likely going to be king. Um, and of course you've married uh, your, not married your, your, obviously Charles's son without that title, you wouldn't have been given all of these other uh, benefits from the Royal family. So if the, if, no one. If you didn't have any of those other titles, who, who would you be? And the question is, I don't think he would be really anyone unless he um, worked hard for it himself, because everything's been pretty much, uh, with the exception of his uh, military stuff, uh, everything has been handed to him on a silver platter.
1: Didn't I hear one stage that uh, at one stage that people wanted? to strip harry of his military uh military honors and stuff like that i don't believe that i believe i've heard this have you heard this before i think i i think you might yes have. and i, yeah, I didn't so- think
2: that was right to be honest I, I didn't like that um they the queen just decided to strip um harry of his military honors because um you know he fought alongside real soldiers and he fought in real battles and I didn't think it was right that he would just have his military titles just taken away from him um, or military medals taken away from him when he clearly earned them. It, it wasn't yeah. just given them because he was a prince. He clearly earned them. That's the difference between just um, giving ha- handed something because you're a blood relative, relative of someone and actually fighting, um, you know, in... Um, an actual war and earning them, and I, I didn't think that was right. To be perfectly I thought that was completely immoral that he was um, stripped of those titles purely um, based of the fact that he ran away from um, his um, home country.
0: This is what I think: is that without their royal titles, I mean, sure they're not using his royal highness or her royal highness, but. Would they make an impact? As Bucket said, I have to agree on that part is no. Um, There would be, as Bucket said, just like every other Joe Blow celebrity, famous, you know, trying to put their name out there, trying to get a brand going. Um, Let's be real here, all right? He's British. He's born into the wealthiest, uh, wealthiest family in the world he's prince charles's son and princess diana's son he is his royal highness even though he no longer uses that title on the birth of his children with the uh, little uh, lily diana and his son archie mount windsor on their birth certificates he's known as his royal highness prince henry harry duke of sussex and with Meghan, instead of Rachel Meghan Markle, which is Rachel's her first name, she's known as Her Royal Highness Meghan Duchess of Sussex, which is contradictory or hypocritic when it comes to the, your titles on the birth certificate of your children. But without those, they're still known as the Duke and the Duchess of Sussex. So with the both of them now in America, with the whole Spotify deal, with the whole Archwell, with the whole, you know, he has two jobs now with the whole him being a military man. I have to agree with Buckets is that I don't think it was fair that he was rightly stripped off his uh, military titles and medals because as Bucket said, he did fight in actual wars. He went to Afghanistan. He served his country with honor and distinction and made his country proud. And, Unfortunately, when that was stripped of him, I was really upset because I thought, you know, with the whole uh, Invictus Games that's happening this year, he's the one who's the actual founder of Invictus Games. And I recently read that he said that he feels sad that he can no longer use his military titles or medals when it comes to helping um, American soldiers who are wounded in the war um, for Invictus Games and, you know, going to charities and whatnot. But I just think without their titles, no, I don't think that have that much of an impact. I mean, let's look at it this way. She's an American actress from Suits and um, she's a self-made millionaire. But the thing is marrying into the royal family is, you know, with them stepping down, I mean, dare I say this, this is just an opinion, I don't want to offend or upset or anger anyone, it's just my opinion, but the whole Prince Andrew scandal. Why is, this is what bothers me the most, is why is Prince Andrew allowed to keep his uh, Royal Highness title, his military medals, his mil, uh, military titles, uh, you know, the Duke of York? Why is he allowed to keep all of that, with everything surrounding him? but Harry is not allowed to have his Royal Highness titles to use. Sure, he goes by H or by the Duke of Sussex. I just think that's contradictory and hypocritical that he's not allowed to have those. Mm. Okay, so. Next question. Uh, could Meghan, uh, sorry, um, is Meghan using different quotes, uh, work cards when it comes to such as uh, racism, sexism, uh, her being a mother and other forms of discrimination in order to fight the royal family without firing a single bullet. Is Megan using different work cards? Because let's look at it this way. We know...
2: Um, well, we, we, we know that the... Sorry to interrupt you. When basically the uh, she did the Oprah interview, um, one thing I actually noticed is that she was using a lot of cards that from a media perspective were absolutely um destroying um uh destroying the reputation of the royals i mean there were questions about um racism with uh questioning the color of children's skin um they were um, using the of course the the pregnant mother um card saying, yeah, she's discriminating or whatever that she was using. Um thing, what I found interesting was the fact that she was um using the sex card, like she was being ultimately discriminated against because she was a female, which is very post-feminism. Um there are lots of cards that she was that she was pulling out that a lot of people in this day and age are very sensitive about that would just naturally support. Uh, Megan, um, as this warrior, um, you know, or this warrior that's being victimized by an institution, um, that the the royals just really didn't know how to fight, except to say, "We're not racists, um, we're not um, sexist, we're, we're we're just human people, we're, we're we're a family," and and unfortunately, because it's been an institution that's been going around for hundreds and hundreds of years and hundreds of thousands of years, um, people pretty much like to take the side of the, um, like, like to take Megan's side because she's now seen as a victim for feminists as, as opposed to a powerhouse. Um, but I think secretly Megan is an absolute powerhouse, but she plays out the role of a victim. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I actually believe that you're right about that. But my 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 issue with a lot of this stuff is like, uh, she's playing, the uh, they're all playing the victim card. But the problem is, you know, when we started hearing that victim card being played in Australia, I would have heard it about, oh, it would have been about 2010 maybe. I think it might have been the Julia Gillard era or something like that where Julia Gillard would say that I'm going to call out sexism when I see it. And you want to know how many times she called out sexism when she saw it? None. Unfortunately, she she was a female. If there was someone being sexist to a female, then she would call it out. But if a female was being sexist to a male, do you want to know how many times it was called out? None. Um, my problem is the card. The sexism card has been played so much; it has been overflogged in recent time. Times that people are just tired of it. They're delusion. Uh, what's the, I can't. Remember, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, they're kind of yeah, disillusioned with that word now. With that sexism where it's like oh yeah, you're playing it again. Here we go. Well, it's and quite numbers.
2: scary, you know. Anyway, if you you're called sexist, I mean that's how you castrate a person within one move. You know, if you're labelled as sexist, I mean um, the modern equivalent to that is basically um, you know. Uh, you know committing genocide to the jews and that's what you're referred to you're automatically you're referred to as someone who's a nazi who's into killing jews like let's let's just basically forget the fact that you know genocide is was a terrible fact um, a, a terrible thing that happened in in our world's history um but apparently um you know calling someone sexist um is something that can be compared with killing 100 million jews
1: i get that i i can i understand i understand that i i understand your argument there but, uh once somebody nails you to that proverbial cross you're done that's you forever you are known as that person and and if you're not that person what does it matter you've already been labeled by it and uh, there is a point where you can actually go too far, that people can actually go too far and now people are being sued because of stuff like that. But it doesn't really matter because, you know, you might win, but you're still labeled a sexist forever.
0: What I think is, I mean, I agree with both of your valid points. You're both very strong at that. What I think is that Megan before she joined the royal family, she was already doing stuff for UNICEF. She was already speaking at women's conferences, the UN conferences, you know, global impact changes. And in the royal family, if you join the royal family, you no longer get to vote. You no longer have a political voice. You follow uh, decades and decades and decades and centuries old rules and formats and regulations. And when... Take for example, Catherine was, you know, dating Prince William. They it took him eight years to propose to her, and then she joined the royal family, done the whole etiquette classes, princess classes, and you know now Catherine's voice is more prominent because she's going to be queen consort one day, and she's done the royal family proud. But Meghan, I think, as Philip said, she's a powerhouse, um, and she's very outspoken politically. She's very outspoken when it comes to social issues as racism, sexism, you know, feminism, you know, uh, when they moved to America, she was campaigning for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and her and Harry were seen in their backyards sitting on a bench, you know, telling people to vote. They were calling people.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, She's just the, very, very much an influence. Yeah,
0: you. very much an influence, and she has influence over her husband. And the royal family um, did not see that. As something good, and you know, trying to warn Harry and saying, Listen, you're a member of the royal family, you have no say politically, you have no voice. And the fact that, you know, when Bucket said, Yes, sure, you know, when it came to um, the color of the skin of their child um, to being racist towards Meghan. To, you know, the bullying from the paparazzi, the bullying from the UK tabloids. Mind you, she's actually won a few cases now. And he, he, recently she won a case against the UK tabloid where they had to apologize. Take back yes, I her
1: that. And pay her out. I re- wasn't, that, wasn't that a front page headline or something that 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 organization that had been successfully sued by Megan? Wasn't that the main headline on their paper that they had to forcefully apologize that's right for the outrageous uh comments that they've made that's this right. is just this this is why the tabloids I, I don't read the tabloids to be honest that's just gossip it's most of it's crap i mean who was it doesn't there an incident with Robe mcmanus or something lately or Not something right. in australia or i can't remember which celebrity it was but uh the point is uh he openly said that it was garbage and he sued them. I think he sued an Australian tabloid as well. But um, I I don't like the idea that, you know, Harry and Meghan and telling people, you know, to go out and oh I go. Oh, I suppose in a way it's a 50-50. This is a 50-50 to me. Right? The Royals, or in this case Meghan, Meghan and uh, Harry, you know, telling people to get out and vote, that's fine. I agree with that but they have no say they shouldn't have any say on who to vote for it should not they should not be telling people which way to vote they should vote without people are going to go voting in an election you vote with your heart you know what you believe not what people are trying to tell you like everybody get everybody vote here and we could take this person out no you vote with your heart not with what people tell you to well
2: here's a flip side of the coin right what if Harry and Meghan supported Donald Trump. Mm, the, the, actually, good question. And, you know, so that means all these people that basically see Meghan as this feminist powerhouse, right, that basically see supporting Donald Trump might actually vote for Donald Trump because they support Meghan. So that's why it's, it's really interesting that, I don't think that Meghan or Harry should really have any sort of influential, um,
1: you mean influential voice,
2: role voice in politics at all, because they're banking on wokeism. Okay. Um, you know, to basically um, choose um, their noble seat on, on who should win the election. And it's actually quite scary because I mean, money can be moved over um, very easily to say Megan and Harry to say hey I'll I'll pay you guys like a million dollars um if you um support me in your campaign and purely based on that support um people will just vote for whoever Megan and Harry support it's it's very it happens all the time it's happened with Chuck Norris it's happened with um Arnold Schwarzenegger there are so many um are stars that have literally got money from politicians to say I support this person, and then automatically um they've become a ma- massive powerhouse of influence, and that is basically the difference between a presidency and a non-presidency.
1: Exactly. I wonder how many. I wonder how many people it would have shifted. I don't know if it would have shifted many people. If Megan say says you know vote for Donald Trump because we've seen we have heard audio tapes of uh, Donald Trump being, quite frankly, misogynistic, right? Mm. We have heard that. And if Megan said that, she'd be viewed as a hypocrite by the US media as well as the British media.
2: We've also seen examples of Donald Trump producing three rape victims um, that apparently got raped by Bill Clinton. Um, and a lot of people supported um, Donald Trump because he produced three rape victims of the Clintons. So that's that's another, that's another thing. And a lot of people would say, well, um, not, not that I want to talk about Donald Trump, because it's not really Donald Trump um, topic. segment topic. But a lot yeah, of people... This is, not,
1: this, is not, this is not donks it. This is yeah. makes it.
2: But a lot of people um, basically said, well, there's a difference between acting and locking room talk. And there is. Um, so influencing on political um, parties or people again is a really strong suit and Megan's been putting her hand in a lot of political parties um, against the approval of the royal family Mm. and the thing is you
0: know um, she she's very as we said as I said she's very woke and Harry, the Harry that the world knew, that fans knew, that people knew about the royal family. People loved Harry pre, pre-Meghan. He was never woke. He was always seen smiling, shaking hands, hugging people, you know, meeting his charity requirements, making speeches, photo ops, things like that. But meeting Meghan, marrying Meghan in such a rush that he's kind of taken on that sort of i woke I'm worried because of my partner. I'm woke because of these issues. And he actually said something recently, which shocked me, which says, if you leave your job, you'll be so much more happier and calmer. And it's just, there's so many people out there without a job at the moment because of this pandemic and for him to front and say, look, leave your jobs. You'll be much, much happier. You'll be better off. I think he he really needs to have a strong figure like his grandmother, who's you know,
2: who's
1: yeah, the queen. he's not, he's not going to get it from me, he's not going to get it from his dad because his dad's just as bloody woke these days. He jets it's er, he jet it's around the world talking about the environment when how much carbon dioxide is he polluting into the air with his plane trips. He's well,
2: that's a not, well, that's it, like, I mean,
1: just like Harry's a hypocrite at the moment,
2: uh, he, he's complaining all the time about. Um, they're the, the how much chemicals that we dump into the sea and therefore our fish is completely um, contaminated, well, the sea is completely contaminated and it's in our waterways, which is a really good point. But how many times have we seen um, Prince Charles get in, um, a, you know, a highly fueled um personal jet.
1: Private so, jet. Yeah you know, just jets around the world. Overseas. Tell us how we're destroying you the know, environment while he's in the, planes he's destroying himself. the environment, you know,
2: in style. You that know, guy yeah.
1: burns a lot of hot air by opening his mouth. You
2: know, so let's look at the next
0: question which I did some research on. Now the question I have is is Megan Markle Another Wallace Simpson, or does she have more royal entitlements than Wallace Simpson actually had? And the reason why I say that because if you look at at history, the Queen's uncle uh, Edward VIII, who or you know who abdicated uh, his throne as king to marry Wallace Simpson, an American socialite, and instead of living in England, he went to live in America. Now, is Meghan another Wallace Simpson? Is history repeating itself?
2: See, I I don't think she is. I mean, the only thing that Wallace Simpson and um, Meghan have in common is that they're both from America. Um, uh, He's not, um, she hasn't married um, a potential king because Harry can never be king. Um, And so Harry hasn't chosen to abdicate. Um, But the other thing that's actually really, really important to remember is that um, Meghan actually has a lot of royal blood in her already, okay? Um, If you actually look at the family tree, you'll actually find that um, Meghan actually has more royal blood in her than Kate.
0: That's right. From what the research I did last year, which is I believe And you can fact check this because I've seen it online. I'm not sure if it's accurate, but Megan and Harry, I believe, are 17th cousins and Catherine and William, I think, are 13th cousins and Diana and Camilla are 7th cousins and Camilla and Charles are 7th
2: cousins
1: I, I. oh man i think that's where the song on my own grandpa comes into it because they've got so many cousins so many relatives i wouldn't be surprised they end up marrying each other for some somehow in the royal family because that bloodline is just really really weird i just had a quick look at the wallace simpson wallace simpson actually married two royals that weird's that he married she married uh, ernest aldrich and also prince edward the duke of windsor
2: that's crazy so, so if it didn't work the first time, it worked the
1: second time. That's but yeah. and, that yeah. was, and that was her second and third marriages too. Her first marriage was to an American bloke. So yeah, because
0: she's a, a twice divorcee. And back in that era, in that timeline, divorcees weren't allowed to marry royals. It wasn't very common. It was very taboo. And Camilla was a divorcee, again, taboo. She married Prince Charles down the line. Meghan Markle once divorced taboo marrying a prince.
1: The thing is, another, it, another thing that's sorry about that. Another thing that's crazy about the about the the uh, Wallace Simpson uh, marriage situation. Right, she married Ernest Aldrich Simpson back in 1928. Divorced in 1937. She married Prince Edward, Duke of Windsor, in 1937. So she basically divorced one. Uh, one prince and straight to another prince right afterward on the rebound.
2: She likes the princes. But
0: th- that's why isn't I'm that,
1: isn't that the inspiration for that two princes song by Spin Doctors or something. That, I
2: wouldn't be surprised if that's the why the inspiration there was the French Prince of Rolaire, but anyway.
0: That's why I'm asking, is Megan Markle <laughs> is Meghan Markle another Wallace Simpson? I mean it's history repeating itself. Let's let's look at the facts here. There's very eerie similarities. Twice divorced, once divorced, married a prince, married a prince. Um, got the title Duchess of Windsor, got the title Duchess of Sussex. Uh, Both married into the same royal family. Both men moved to America for their wives.
2: Eerie similarities? Mm. But if if you're looking at royal blood, okay, like born into a royal family, Rolla Simpson was not born into a royal family, although she had two affairs with two royals. Um, Megan, however, was, Megan has a lot of royal family in her. And if it wasn't for the fact that she was born in America, uh, if she was born in England, there is a really, really, really high chance that she could potentially could have, um, be maybe eighth in line to the throne or ninth in line to the throne if she married the right person. Um, that's why I'm saying Apart from the fact that she was born in the US, she already came from a royal stock. Yes.
1: Next question. Just, sorry, before before that, uh, before that, by the way, you know, obviously what I had mentioned about the Wallace Simpson moved on from one prince like, straight away to another, basically from one marriage straight to another. Uh Meghan Markle went from one marriage in 2013 to Prince Harry in 2018. So there's a five-year gap. So I don't know oh. if it's gonna go it she, she didn't exactly go from one marriage straight to the next. So I think there's that's one difference between uh Meghan Markle and the Wallace Simpson. Ooh.
0: Next question is um Megan is described as a quote, social climber to get to the top, but one um one royal, f- uh, but our royal family members just quote social climbers, i.e., Camilla, Princess Diana. Like, are they? Is she a social climber?
2: I think they're all social climbers. Like, okay, this is the thing. Like, no one picks on Kate when it comes to social climbing, but she's done exactly that. Okay, she's married um, uh, uh, Prince William. Um, and she one day will be queen. Queen consort. Um, and uh, you know, there's you know Diana, okay, married Charles, okay. No one talks about how she socially climbed. Um, and also, um, but for some reason, um, we don't talk about Camilla either. And no one talks about how she socially climbed. And if you want to, basically, want my honest opinion: all of the royals that want some sort of piece of the pie have socially climbed by marriage. In fact, if you really want to go back, I mean, uh, King Henry VIII um, was socially climbing everywhere around the world, um, but no one wants to talk about that. So, like, I, I think all of the royals, all of the royals, um, I- including the Queen herself, has have socially climbed one way or the other.
0: The reason why I think I asked that, Buckets, is because... If we look at the facts, she could be labelled a social uh, climber um, or, yeah, social climber because don't forget after they left there was a book that was written on their behalf called Finding Freedom and that book was
2: explosive.
0: And I don't know if this is fact. Again, it's just an opinion piece, just my opinion. I don't want to offend anyone, but... Apparently there was a rumour that both Meghan and Harry helped to write that book or give influence to that book. I mean, that's where their Lifetime movie, um, Harry and Meghan Escaping the Palace on Lifetime, was made, it was a third instalment, because it was all about they wanted to add their book Finding Freedom uh, um, about them and about what happened. That's why I was asking that. Is she
1: a social climber? What do you think? I'm not exactly sure if she's a, uh, well, as far as Megan is concerned, uh, I think she is because she went from Hollywood to royalty. So uh, whether or not, she, whether or not, I don't believe she would see it as that because that's how it inadvertently happened. She went from Hollywood to being a Royal. Um, so I don't believe that she would have seen it that way. And Diana, she only married once. And everybody, everybody loved Diana, you know, um, I mean, I the queen, what about the, what about the queen? She inadvertently became, well, obviously she became the queen because um, the king was it died, died in a uh, oh, died during a combat. I believe it was, I can't remember the exact story about it, but she was told that she was the queen because she was now the queen of England because the king had died um, overseas or something along those lines but she I'd and it's hard to say because I don't know if she was right ready for that but she handled that the queen had handled that brilliant she knew how to handle it
2: she was but she was trained at birth. yeah she was
0: trained by but the thing is right she found out if, if you have Netflix and you watch the crown all four seasons at the beginning she was um, I think she had just married Prince Philip and the Duke of Edinburgh, the late Duke of Edinburgh. They were in mm. Africa or South Africa at the time and they were uh, holidaying and she found out through a phone call from her uh, from her home or from her office and was told that her father had passed away to come home urgently. And at the tender age of 19, she was just a teenager, not even 20 yet. I mean... Mm. She has that
1: goes along with what I was saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She has the Queen, may God bless her. She's 95 now. um, And she's still carrying on like a trooper. She's still carrying on her engagements, whether it's face to face or whether it's via Zoom at home, meeting people, knighting people, speaking to people, you know, having people, you know, interviewing them over Zoom. You know, she even said in her speech, Uh, I dedicate my service, uh, should it be long and short, to your service. And she dedicated her service to God, to the Commonwealth and to the people of the Commonwealth. And that includes England, Australia, New Zealand, wherever she was. And God bless her, she's as strong as ever. And I think this is what upsets me is that's why I'm 50-50 on the whole Meghan Markle thing because her brother was recently on Uh, VIP celebrity, Big Brother VIP Australia, and he. Please
1: don't tell me you watched it.
0: Yeah, of course we did. Of course we did.
1: But the thing (laughs) is, he there
0: was a there was an episode. If you look at it, which connects it to Meghan and Harry, where he was asked about Meghan, and uh, he even wrote her a letter. In the diary room, he wrote her a letter, and. I, I do follow him on Instagram, Thomas Mark Virginia. I think he's very, very well spoken, very educated, very smart guy, lovely guy. And the thing is, whether she's your sister or stepsister writing that letter, it wouldn't have reached them, to be honest. They would have sent it and it would have got rejected and sent mm, back.
2: Yes, but th- that's not the point. The thing is, it's been on television yeah. and they would have watched it on television. And I think that whether it's on a you know, an actual physical letter itself, or basically, um, it's on film. All of the press have heard about it, and therefore, they have heard about it. I don't think they're completely ignorant to the press. Um, just, just like I don't think Don, like oh, I, I absolutely believe that Donald Trump was basically. I will Again, I'm talking about Donald Trump again. Yes, the um, exit episode. Well, I mean, everyone, everyone in, in Hollywood was watching um, uh, Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, because you had two politicians, one conservative and the other one Democrat, and, and they were wanting to know what exactly everyone's saying. So if it can reach um, someone um, like Donald Trump in an instant, what well, you know, it's definitely going to reach Meghan mm-hmm. in, in some way, shape or form.
1: Donald Trump would be the kind of person that if somebody talked about him, he would respond directly. He would respond pretty much instantly. But as far as uh, Megan is concerned, you know, they've got, they've got Buck, they would have Buckley's chance of, um, you know, Megan responding or, cause we all knew, I mean, even Stevie Wonder saw that coming. Mm. Yeah. Everybody knew exactly what was going to happen. We knew that somewhere along the line, there was going to be, a Megan question in the VIP Big Brother. I, I must admit, I n- didn't watch it because it was probably it probably rated it rated so poorly. I think it was rated eighteenth out of twentieth the whole way through the season, so it didn't exactly rate that well. But anyway, I, look, the point is, no, right. yeah, yeah the, my my point, my point is, you know. He, she won't respond to it because everybody knew that it, that it was going to be another case of, you know, t- dumping on Megan again, fairly or unfairly in this case, unfairly, because, you know, channel seven knew what they were doing when they brought this guy in, they knew that it was going to happen.
0: Yes. And speaking of dumping on Megan is that here's my next question did Meghan want to be more popular than Duchess Catherine?
2: Um, I think initially maybe, but then when she realised what royal life is actually like, I think she wanted to be left alone, and especially when she started to become pregnant.
0: But why marry into the royal family if, You knew what you were getting yourself into. I I
2: don't think she fully realised what she was getting herself into because I think what she saw, which is what we all see, um, is uh, basically the knight in shining armour, the prince that um, that takes away um, the princess and everyone lives happily ever after. And I think that's what she saw initially. And then when she woke up to reality to, to show what it's actually like, she thought, okay, this is all just a really bad nightmare. I need to leave this place so not to um, make my life a living nightmare for the rest of my days. And I think that's what pretty much happened.
0: I, I'm sorry. I think if you go on a blind date to meet uh,
2: a prince. See, do you- I, I don't think it was blind. I think she, she knew what she was doing, but I don't. I didn't think she realised what it meant to be. Um, a princess in an English royal family that's used to telling other people what to do. I don't think she and I don't think she's fully realized what what it what it meant what the responsibilities that she had in fact that's probably the reason why she probably left to go overseas back to America so she could rediscover her um, rediscover her freedoms yet at the same time do pretty much everything that um, a royal family member would do, like, for example, set up charities and stuff like that um, for whatever cause.
0: But the thing is, that's what I'm
2: saying. If
0: you are already a Hollywood star, self-made millionaire, you go on a blind date and you meet a prince and you fall in love, which is fine, it's normal, it happens to everybody. No. Happens to the best of us. It's not it. happen to everyone. But it the happens thing to is some people. some people, yes. But the thing is, you don't go on a blind date, meet a prince fully knowing he's a prince of England, and then date him in a whirlwind romance, fully knowing he's a member of a royal family, and he's loaded. And you suddenly and he's loaded. Yeah, that's, a,
1: that's loaded. a weird that's a weird body. imagine, imagine like Cause you've just given me an idea. Imagine if Netflix or you know Paramount or whatever they are choose to do like a, a new game a new game show called like Prince and Princess Be dating or something like that based on the true life story of Meghan and Harry. Why
2: don't we just call it Loaded? But, <laughs> let me let me,
0: let
2: me the throw, story of Meghan. Let me throw something <laughs> random
0: out here. Let me let me throw a random question, or oh, let me say something random. Now since we're talking about Megzit. Okay, we all have Netflix, we all stream it. Now movies, Disney movies, princess movies. We're talking about The Princess Diaries 1 and 2. We're talking about The Princess Switch for Christmas. We're seeing movies that Disney makes, feel-good movies when it comes to royal movies, that princes from European nations and they go to America, they live normal lives and then they bump into their and to their partners and they marry them. Is the fairy tale of the everyday girl like myself, you know, is is it giving girls like me or women or little girls, again, I'm not here to offend or insult or anger anybody, but is it giving the false narrative that little girls, women everywhere, if you dream large enough, you end up marrying a prince? And most of the girls that they marry are American.
2: Well, I think maybe a symbolic prince, perhaps, or a prince charming. I mean, I that that narrative is sold around the world. Um and let's be honest, I mean, like that's a pretty popular narrative. Cinderella? C- exactly, he was a prince? Well, Cinderella wasn't a prince. Unless the word last
0: slipper, he was a prince.
2: But it wasn't a it wasn't a he, it was a she.
0: No, Cinderella <laughs> married a prince. He put the glass slipper on her foot, right? Can he have the prince. These-
2: the prince put a glass slipper.
1: Yes. I all- I, th- I think what we're looking at here is more like the Prince's Diaries because of the you know the recent movies. Obviously, I was going to mention the Prince's Diaries until you brought it up because I remember I think I I heard it right. It, I don't. I've never seen the movies, but I did see a trailer once. And I had like Prince William on there. I so totally do, and I was like, no, he's already married. No, you know. But that actually, I think that was a scene in one of those princess diaries where it actually, that actually happened, but it's just, it's just one of those things. I mean, I mean, for everybody, for every young girl who's going to grow up saying, I want to marry a prince and stuff like that, man, after what we've seen with the Markle debacle with the Royals, game over, it ain't happening.
0: Exactly.
1: Mm.
0: Next question. I was doing a bit of research then. I had to have Bucket sit down with me and watch a YouTube clips of similar, airy similarities between Diana and Meghan Markle. Let's take this back a little bit for a moment, shall we? Now, when Prince Harry and Meghan Markle sat down with Oprah and earned, mind you, $74 million for that one large interview, $74 million. And it was broadcast worldwide around the world live. Now, if you go on YouTube and you look at similarities between Meghan Markle and the late, great, beautiful Princess Diana the Princess of Wales, then you'll see the 15 similarities. It's about an 8-minute, 15-second video. We'll
2: and have it in the description just in case. Yeah, we'll have
0: it me. in the description. Uh, my question is, did Meghan copy the interview that Diana did and just paraphrased... The answers back to Oprah, or did Meghan have the same experiences as Diana, due to the institution or the royal family not changing? My answer to that is again, marrying a prince. Okay, you sit down with the world-renowned television host such as Oprah, and you give a candid interview, and then your husband shows up and does a candid interview. Now the way she was dressed, sitting. If you look at it this way, before she married Prince uh, Prince Henry, Prince Harry, surely to study a role, your future, re, to research your future role as a duchess, as a member of the royal family, she had books on Diana. Mm. She would have researched Diana on YouTube, many video clips, including the panorama interview with Martin Bashir, uh, who later had to apologise because he... Coax Diana into that interview surely and I had this debate with buckets surely she would have researched it and every sentence and paraphrase everything was identical to mm. Diana that's so why I asked let me repeat it did Meghan Markle copy the interviews that Diana did and just paraphrase the answers back to Oprah or did Megan have the same experiences as Diana due to the institution of royal family? Okay, so this,
2: this is what I, I think I genuinely want to think about this. Um, either she did probably paraphrase it because there's, there's lots of um, there's lots of interviews out there of Diana being institutionalized within in the ultimate institution which was the royal family and that's probably true. Um, however I like to see it from the point of view, which is just this one singular fact, which is if Megan was genuinely happy with the money and and all of that and marrying to a royal family and you know and all she wanted was just cash in, and and that's it. Why leave? Why leave? Why why skip over to the United States of America if she was genuinely happy? staying in a castle and um with kids um so i i i come i think that she probably had the same experiences as diana because the institution hasn't changed um and how that they deal with their princesses and their princesses hasn't changed for a millennia it probably hasn't changed at all Um, And she's just experiencing the same problems as Diana. Um, And she, instead of having the same fate as Diana, which is Diana car crash, um, she wanted to escape and live her own life in um, her own country where she felt free and safe. Now that's that's the difference. Or alternatively, she's just, bullshitted the whole story to to Oprah to get like a how much it was a seventy four million dollars seventy four million dollar deal, um and she's basically opened up a Netflix deal for that, but I I think that if she had, if she was married to Harry, and, um she was genuinely happy and whatever she wouldn't need to leave England she would just stay in England why
1: why would you love if you were happy well I, to be honest i haven't heard i haven't i haven't seen the similarities so i can't really comment on that but if she has copied if she has like done a copy and paste kind of deal comparing the the diana diana's speeches to hers then it then she's done a disservice to the royals because mm. everybody knew diana diana was honest and truthful and all that sort okay. of stuff um, what the difference between say, well, Harry and Megan, obviously to William and Kate is Kate, uh, Kate and William, they, uh, they don't get involved in that kind of stuff. They just stay true to the role. We all knew that, uh, William was, you know, going to be the guy, you know, he's going to be the King of whatever at a, at a certain point, because, the way that he handles himself was pretty much the same way that the queen has handled herself throughout this throughout her whole life, and also the same way that Diana handled herself, you know, right up until uh, right up until at least ninety six, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Harry, on the other hand, has taken more like his father's uh, thing, you know, obviously, and the way that Meghan has handled herself is kind of similar to a a um, Prince Charles, and also a bit of. Uh, Camilla, but we don't really see Camilla because Camilla stays out of that stuff. But Meg, uh, Megan and Harry uh, felt, you know, like we've had enough and we're going to get our words out there. Damn you guys, to hell, to hell with what uh, you guys mean being the press or whatever, to hell with what you guys think. And they're trying to get their message out. And, and it's going to, and it does, it reaches a lot of people and a lot of people will agree with some of the stuff that Meghan and Harry have said, but those, but the royal loyalists will probably want both their heads on a pike. Hmm. Uh, but uh, the, if you said that, how much did they make? When that seventy-seven 74 million. million? Yeah, they made. They, to be honest, right, they shouldn't have done that for any money. They should have done they that it at all. Yeah, exactly. They shouldn't have done that for any money at all. So, quite frankly, they, that interview was basically them to make some money out of. I think it was. I think Netflix it was more than that. It. It,
2: I think it was not just to be made made a lot of money and to sign up a Netflix deal. I think it was genuinely used as an attack on the royal family. And how can you how can you fight someone who's bringing up the sex card, the black card, um, the pregnant mother card? How can you fight someone who's bringing up all these moral issues? I mean, how you do you how, how do you how do you attack someone who's just about to have a child. How, how do you attack someone um, who appears that she's like the I victim? You think, can't. You uh, can't attack th- these th- people.
1: I think, in Harry's defence, I think Harry, the way that Harry was intending to handle this, was a to take a shot at the British tabloids and how they've treated the royals, and the royals, yeah, don't. Make it their business to go after the tabloids, but I think the way that the tabloids went after Diana was probably the trigger of why Harry is going after him this way now.
0: You just brought up a valid point, and that's what I wanted to tell you before we finish the segment. Is that I think I see two different i see two brothers who are at war with each other, right? And their wives are at war now. Whether that be true or not, and that's fact or fiction. We don't know. I but think the thing of, is.
2: Well, let's see your point of view.
0: But the thing is, right? William has been groomed to be king. William has been given centuries of responsibilities on his shoulders. He's going to be king after his father. His wife will stand beside him as queen consort. So he has a responsibility to defend the royal family because when they did that interview, they said, oh, you know, it was due to racism. And then they brought out, which was for me, the oh my God moment, they shouldn't have said that, was, oh my God, the bombshell was, when she looked at Oprah and said, they meant that someone in the royal family mentioned if one of the, if their child, uh, what the color of the child's skin when I sit back and watch that, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to blow up in the royal family's face. This is going to be something that will haunt them for the rest of their lives. And I think if you look at William, William had time to adapt to missing his mother. And I know he loves his mother very much. But because he's going to be king, he can't show him. He He has to be, you know, step up and look tall, you know, anything. He can't show emotion. He can't say anything. And I'm sure deep down inside after 24 years, mm. 25 this year, it's burning him to miss his mother. She's
2: his mother, for goodness sake. Do you know but, what I also think? I think that Harry's been able to get away with basically murder um, and William has had to take on the, the crown. And, and the burden of um, loss. And, and, and that as well. But he's had to take on the crown and he's not actually allowed to express any sort of emotion with Diana um, or any of the frustrations with his brother every time his brother gets into trouble. Um, and so it's not a surprise that um, William would be absolutely seething at um, uh, his brother, uh, Harry. Um because he's been able to get away with everything because he's never going to become king okay but if he william knows that if he did anything like that they'd cut him in half they would literally cut yeah. him in half and i and i think behind the scenes william is absolutely seething at um, harry. harry because yeah. he's been able to get away with murder and he's probably seething about meghan as well of course because um they have basically given Megan everything. Okay. And she's just turned around and and spat in their face. Yeah, exactly. And and destroyed them. And it's like, well, what why are you in our family if if this you is what no you're, what, if being. you're if you're no no intention um of loving us or unifying with us, why are you in our family if all you want is just cash?
1: But the thing is, I was going to say, right, I would look at it as a different point of view. I think obviously you're right. I think William would be, you know, publicly or privately seething, you know, with Harry, the way that Harry's been acting. But I reckon on the flip side, I reckon William was probably secretly thinking the same way, but that's not who he is. He's a royal and he's going to be king someday and he has to, Put those emotions aside
0: that's right but harry if you look at harry when he said to oprah that he's done been to so many counseling sessions he's talking to he's spoken to therapists he's spoken to psychologists or psychiatrists thing is what i wish harry did was we look we all get counseling we all get help we all talk about our mental health issues which is important it really really is but he shouldn't have mentioned that publicly on a broadcast television show live around the world saying oh my therapist said this my psychiatrist said this I've been to counseling and you know they've asked me to openly talk about it no do not talk about what your counselor or your psychiatrist tell you that is personal information for you to deal with but here's the one thing I want to say is that as you have said, and Buckets have said, he's William has had time to adjust. Harry, to be honest, was younger than his brother when their mother passed, right? So I don't, deep down inside, again, this is my opinion, I'm not here to insult anybody or offend anybody, but deep down inside, I don't think Harry has actually grieved the loss of his mother. He's been told, you know, you're a prince. You've got to bottle all that stuff up. You can't show emotion. You have to have a step off a lip. you got charities to go to, photo opportunities, shake hands. You cannot cry in public. You cannot say anything in public. You are to keep quiet. And I think it's gone to a point where after meeting Megan, he's finally bottled everything up and without grieving, mentioning counsellors and psychiatrists or therapists, I think now he's slowly starting to grieve his mother's loss. Hmm. I think Harry being younger, he was in shock for so many years and he's always said, oh, my foot has been, one foot has been out the door and one foot has been in. So he either wants to be part of the royal family or he doesn't. He wants to do duty, but he doesn't.
1: I think there might be some file footage somewhere where it actually, where you actually see Harry, you know, right from 1997, circa 1997, where the anger was in his eyes. You could see it, but it but he was been bottling it up. And now that he is out over in America now, he's living a, a so a quote-unquote normal life as best that they can. Now he's seeing that as an opportunity to, you know, get that out, get that out of his system because eventually, you know, there'll be nothing else for him to talk about and he will get it all off his chest and he will feel a lot better about it. But unfortunately, a lot of damage is going to be done to the Royals and the royal family, and the media, and the British media, and the tabloids, a lot of damage is going to be done before Harry is done.
0: Exactly. Now, the thing is, I'm secretly wishing and hoping that the brothers talk to each other, whether that's privately on Zoom or via text messages or phone calls, speaks to his brother and tells his wife, listen, I'm part of this family, and I know we have children, but I'm part of this family as much as you are. And it's her influence over him to leave his family, leave his life behind and start a family with her, bless him. But the thing is that all this power and all this, you know, responsibility. responsibility, he needs his grandmother's 95, bless her. May she reign over everybody, you know, may she reign forever but the thing is how long is his grandmother going to be alive for and,
2: oh, you know, and five he, years maybe. he, don't, don't he was
0: it. very upset when prince philip died and when he went to the funeral we all saw him walking side by side with william and ha- uh, with william and his wife and they were talking and smiling and laughing and everyone's going was this the reunion that we all
2: needed is the rift going to close but what, what Mike? the interesting that you said we all needed. Is it really what we needed, or is it what they need? And I think that's, that's a good quite, point. I, I, I see. I, 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 I and I, the reason why I say that is because it, it, I think there has been way too much um, media attention on the boys um, and the rest of the family uh, to the point where they haven't properly grieved, as as we've discussed and um i need i think they just need a break from that and i think they need to to, sh- to sort out their issues or they're just going to continuously be like any other broken home and continuously fight and bicker and and whatever it's just on a larger scale because they're um a royal family and um everyone's wanting to get um the goss and the scoop and um and whatever, and it's just like one big um, drama on television.
1: I think um, the but- media. I think the media is playing too much into that, you know, because you know brothers do argue, brothers do fight. That's the natural evolution. Sisters fight and all that sort of stuff. But they're still family, and they still talk mm-hmm. to each other. I don't. I don't believe that there is that kind of rift there. I believe Neither that are. this is that this is just all hyped up for the sake of getting a scoop. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it at all, but I reckon, but I do believe that they do communicate with each other. And I do believe that, you know, like you said, I do believe that they do communicate via zoom at the moment, because obviously doing international travel right now is just way too risky. So I think, you know, thankfully, you know, the people created stuff like zoom and Skype and all that sort of stuff. So, even if you can't see each other, you know, personally, you can still contact each other by a uh, video link, by a link, what we're seeing right here. My,
0: my last question is, my last question for this topic is, will we see the Duke and Duchess of Sussex at the Platinum Jubilee of Her Majesty? Um, will we see them for the Trooping of the Colours this year? Will Harry and Meghan make the trek with their children and tow or will Harry go by himself and celebrate the platinum jubilee or will he be stuck in america due to the pandemic the ongoing
2: uh, pandemic? i reckon he'll be stuck in america due to the pandemic um and i, I don't know if if she'll even make her jubilee to be honest i think uh, she will she's I mean, extended
0: that's... from what i read is she's extended and all of Brad's an open invitation for them and the children to make an appearance at the platinum jubilee the, after all she may be the the queen her Majesty, God bless her, but she's, her, she's his grandmother and they are her great-grandkids. She's entitled to see her great-grandkids, you know. So I hope for their sake that they go.
2: But the question is, will the Queen live long enough? Of course she to, will. To, to see
0: Of course she will. Them?
2: That's, that's the big
1: question.
0: Her birthday is in, what, three months, four months? Should
1: be 90, we'll, 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 well, we'll see what happens we'll see I think happens. another right. I think another thing we might we might want to look look at right think of it this way if it was last year if the if the jubilee was last year you would you would understand you know if uh, they chose not to go because that was when this pandemic uh you know really started gaining legs you know or you know or at least a couple of years ago I should say a couple of years ago if It was a couple of years. It was a couple of years ago. Then I would understand them not going because the pandemic was something new and nobody knew what to do and how to handle it. Now there's uh, more of an understanding on how to handle the pandemic right now. I would be, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if if Megan stayed, Megan and the family might stay. But, you know, I, to be honest, I reckon they will all go because it's the jubilee i reckon they will all go even if they have the hotel quarantine for what seven to 14 days or whatever it is they do over there in the uk i reckon come hill or high water you will see the royal family there even if it is for one last time
2: exactly okay well
0: before we end the session
2: do you want to ask number eight
0: yeah so my last question and this is to our new subscribers current subscribers and viewers that i'd like to welcome this is for them so if you're a subscriber or viewer welcome this question is for you to our audience on behalf of all of us what do you think okay what do you think is megan another wallace simpson or did she paraphrase diana's interview Is Megan using too many woke cards against the royal family? What we would like on behalf of Leon and myself and Buckets, what we would like you to do is once the video is up, in our comments section when you subscribe, is to leave us some comments, okay? Leave us some comments and let us know what you think because your voices and your thoughts and feelings and emotions are very important to us It carries us. So to the audience, With this question, we'd like to know what you think. And please don't forget to subscribe. There's a little bell there. Make sure you click that. Invite your friends and just leave us some comments and make sure you keep up with us. Next week, we'll be back with another fresh topic. We are gearing up for a special 2022 Cat Space. So, you know, what do you think about this topic? And we all hope you had fun watching us and listening to us and letting us know what you think. Thank you, Leon, so much for joining us for the first
1: time. Hey, you, you might see more of this template I've got going here. Who knows? Yeah, I
0: love
2: it.
1: Yeah, I actually, I even feel like I'm in an oven. It's beautiful. I feel
0: like I'm on TV. I
1: mean, yeah, it feels it like one. we're on TV, yeah. doesn't it?
0: Yeah. I think this will be, do you like, do you guys like the new template? Let us know. We've got plenty of other topics coming your way for 2022. Happy new year. Please stay safe. And thank you for joining us today. Until next week, we have another one prepared. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for joining us, Leon. Happy new year. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye.